Hi, everybody. It's Danielle Schneider. (sighs) Now, I don't even want to delay the introduction here today because, as we know, Casey is off for maternity love. Maternity leave. I almost said maternity (laughs) love, but it is maternity love. It's maternity love as well. Maternity love. And if you can't tell by the dulcet tones coming through the (laughs) microphone, who is in my ears and in your ears right now, it's Miss June Diane Raphael. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, Danielle, Danielle, Danielle. I, I feel... Like I've been gone for too long. You have been. And I I do feel such ownership over this podcast that's not mine. As you should. (laughs) Paul does too. Like our family feels ownership over it. Like we just feel very connected to it and protective of it. And like the success of it is our success as well. I hope that's okay. Well, it was your success. I mean, you guys help started like Paul it was basically Paul's original idea which yeah. is so then, absurd by the way like it's I know, so it was Paul's absurd. idea <laughs> so there's that yeah but I just feel I feel really good to be back I feel really it's important to, yeah it's important to check in especially in these trying times Ooh. of what's going on I mean there's so much going on in the housewives and bra- let's call it bravo bravo it's a bravo verse yeah I mean, I, I just want to jump right in because, because June, there's, I mean, we haven't talked to you in so long I know. and you have your wonderful podcast, The Deep Dive, and you've also been here to talk Kardashians and you, and sister wives, of course, which again, I've never, I've seen like one frame of the show, but I have listened to every time you've come on to talk sister wives. It's riveting. It's so funny that, you know, I used to draw a line at like Vanderpump rules in terms of just the, the level of like reality show I would go to. And now to know like I'm in sister wives, you know, I'm a voice (laughs) of sister wives. I'm like an ambassador. It's just to have gone to TLC you know, away from the Bravoverse. It's... Yeah. Because TLC has its own brand over there. Oh, yeah. The nine, <laughs> 90 Day Fiance <laughs> is a world that is yes. the darkest of worlds to, to to dive into. And like, obviously, there's some overlap, but it is it is a different world with where, you know, you're not going to see the same makeup. Less glamour. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to see the same clothing. You're not there for that. Not a, not a touch of rouge to speak. No, and if you do see foundation, it's going to be the wrong color and shape. Yeah, you're going to see some Darcy Stacy stuff, which yes. is like an abundance. Like, <laughs> it goes overboard. Yes, you're going to see that demarcation line from, from yeah. face to neck, and it's going to be stark. <laughs> it's going to be. And you're going to see the amount of, like, um, new teeth is oh, going to be, and, and yeah. like ill-fitting, ill-fitting, ill-fitting teeth. teeth. You're going to see <laughs> dress barn. You're going to see Talbots. You're seeing Pat patterns and you're seeing mm. Lulu LaRue or LuLaRue or whatever that is. Lots of legging work. Lots, lots of, legging of it. Work. And lots, lots of like leggings and then like a big t-shirt over it. Yes. You know, so, so it's a different world. That's where I've been, but that's where I've been <laughs> all this time. <laughs> but I'd like to welcome you back to the Bravo verse. Thanks. It's like, I feel a little nervous, you know, that you deal in the higher art. Like you deal in the yeah. more elevated. Yeah, it's like this is this is higher on the critical, yeah. you know, totem pole. You're going to see a People's Choice Award for this. Exactly. You're not going <laughs> to see it. 
for the 90 days. And it's also like the lawsuits are going to be different here. You know, the legal yeah. proceedings are going to be different. It's like mm-hmm. we're we're not going to be dealing with the same things we're dealing with on, on the 90 days, on all of the, the dugars and all of that sort of yeah. manner of criminality is going to be... Um, <laughs> higher level. Higher level. <laughs> There's criminals on both, but just a different breed. Different kind. So it's great to be here, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you. Now, I just want to start off and ask you an Orange County question, only because we're not in Orange County yet. I know. know, But because you are such a Vicki Gumbelson diehard. That's where I started. Yeah, that's where you started. You were her biggest fan. I know. You know, and she did put basically a cease and desist on you from using her profile <laughs> picture as your profile picture. And that was a tougher <laughs> pill to swallow. And Brooks also reached out to me to say stop. Yeah, Brooks thought, well, that was nice. Yeah. You know, a man sticks up for his woman. It's so funny. Just so you know, I dist- I still do follow Brooks on Twitter. What's he up to? Oh, well, he's just like, anti-vaxxer, you know, Trump yeah. supporter, election denier, everything you could imagine. As is Vicky. As is Vicky. Let's not forget that. But he's, he rarely tweets as himself. So, and I do sort of live in a, I'm not on Twitter that often, but I do definitely live in like a silo of people who, whose views I, you know, a, a lot of people actually go, I'm like, oh, it, there are different views than I hold, but they're more progressive and more eye-open. Mm-hmm. And so then every once in a while, I'll see a tweet. And I'm like, what is this? Because it's Brooks retweeting some, mm. you know, disinformation and um, something pretty appalling. And and then I have to remember it's it's Brooks. Yeah. Sometimes we all have to remember <laughs> it's, it's Brooks. Brooks. It's Brooks. <laughs> Ayers, Ayers, whatever his name yeah, is. Whatever that was. And she's moved, she moved on to Roger Lodge's brother, Steve Lodge. I only know <laughs> there was that. <laughs> of course. And then he, they were engaged and then he broke up with her. He too is of the election denying yes. and he ran for, all, you know, she, she yes. likes, she picks them. Listen, this is Orange County after all. Yes. Um, but I haven't really been keeping up with her. You know, I haven't. Something has really turned me off to the OC, and I know I'm not alone. No, that's been a problem for a lot of us. Yes. I just, um, I'm having trouble there, and nothing's interesting to me there. Yeah. Well, the one interesting thing, I'm not saying it's a reason to come back. I'm just saying, um, you know, Shannon Bedore gives. Of course. No matter what. She, she gives, gives and, and she gives. gives. Yeah. <laughs> she gives and she gives. And we always have to consider her. But now, you know, ever since Ultimate Girl, the last Ultimate Girls trip, not the most recent one, but where Vicky and Tamara were on together. And then, you know, they did, they are a tag team. They are a comedic yes. duo for they the are, ages, as we all are. They are a Lucy and Ethel type. Yes. yes. It's also the disparity of like just height. It's like when Danny DeVito did a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like <laughs> we just just are gonna laugh. You know? yeah. It's just, it's just it's good. Funny. It's just funny. It's just comedy. Yeah. Um. So, but the biggest tough thing was that then after that, after that debut, for the next season of OC, they brought back Tamara, but they didn't ask Vicky. I and I just want to know your thoughts on that betrayal. Yeah. For some reason, I. And, and like, listen, let's give Vicky her due. You know, as much as Paul and I feel like we have ownership over this podcast, as much as, like, Casey will never admit, I, I, I'm pretty sure I chose her wedding dress. Like, 
she's, I've never heard that. This is <laughs> Yeah. Like people won't admit certain things. Like I also feel like we must, we must give credit to Vicky for starting this whole damn thing. And of course, Vicky's son. <laughs> oh, yes. What was his name? Please. What the fuck is his name? Mike. Is it Mike? Mike. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's Mike. Thank you. Wow. Well, memory's still ticking. <laughs> wow, Danielle. So Mike was the one. I have to remind you, you viewers, who submitted Vicky's mm. tape. And back then they were tapes. <laughs> they, were <not laughs> they were absolutely VHS tapes. Yeah. But he was the one who was called, I think, behind the gates at that point. And it was the first incarnation of this. It was the first iteration. And boy, have we iterated to fall, you know, to land where we are. But like, that's my Gunvalson. You know, who on a whim was like, which, by the way, the craziest, the craziest piece of this is like, and Andy Cohen, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but like for Mike Gunvalson, who's arguably like the most bland presence on my yes. television. I have nothing, ever, nothing. He's literally like, he's a non-presence. He's no Tamara Judge's son. <laughs> no. Whatever his Whatever dark his, energy is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who, remember when he had that job at the Mercedes at Fletcher Jones? Oh. You know, which... Fletcher Jones. <laughs> for Simon worked. <laughs> wow, we're really traveling. We're really going back. Okay, but let me just say this about Mike. And he wasn't a Gundelson, I don't think. He was, he had a different last name, but. Yes, he had a different, he and, and the sister. Um, yeah, but I I was very offended by him as a, as a personality because his entire identity on the show was really like, oh, I'm just going to simply work for this insurance company, drink, and that's going to be my life. And that's just, that's a hard personality type for me. Like he was so mm-hmm. aggressively detached from our world. I always felt like anytime the cameras captured him, it was like we were walking into a room of a police raid. Like he did not want to be a, like a, you know what I mean? He did not want to be on camera. Yeah, well, remember when Vicky showed up at his college dorm? Of course, I mean, that was a hilarious episode. But But I guess <laughs> what I'm saying is like to know that he was responsible for all of this. Wild. Wild. For like, for this podcast, really. Yeah. I'm taking credit for it, but he really does need. Really Mike Gumbelson or whatever his last name name is. Like, it is really him. But it is tough, I will say, that like for Vicky, I mean, she does, I think she will show up as a friend of this year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God bless her for keep showing up because. They have to though, Danielle. Yeah. But they have to, to keep them. To keep the themselves in business, to keep the brand alive. You the know, insurance to business alive. <laughs> to sell insurance. Do you know that we got Vicky on the phone once during the show? What? And um, Leslie, because she had given Leslie Grossman her number and Leslie called her and we took... <laughs> I am vaguely remembering this. Okay, w- yes. what did she say? And she tried to sell us insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Which felt great. <laughs> I, I am like... I here's what I appreciate about Vicky. I do think that despite whatever's been happening on Bravo, she's been like, listen, I've got a nut to crack. I've got a monthly yes. nut to crack. And so this revenue stream, Coto Insurance, is going to keep on keeping on. Well, that's how I feel about my 17 jobs. And I think you do too. It's like, I got to <laughs> keep got it. all I got. This shit does not come for free. We have no. got to keep the trains on the track and moving and multiple trains. So Constantly. I, yes. 
Yes. So I feel that Vicky energy running through I you do as too. well. Like, God bless her. I'll never forget those early scenes. I know we have so much to talk about, Danielle, I but know. like what's going on currently. But those early Ugh. scenes where Vicky was filming and like going out to a dinner and she would get in a limousine with Gina Keo and just like all of them, Lori, you know, all of them. And she would be, you know, she'd bring that little laptop, that little PC and, and be yeah, typing away with those nails, you know. Yeah. And that's, I, and I found that I still, that's me. (laughs) It's like she had to always be working. Is she a Capricorn? Do we have Capricorn energy? Oh God. I can't believe, have you, have you all done like a full astrological reading of these? We had at some point and I'm disappointed about myself if I don't know if she's a Capricorn because she, she doesn't have Capricorn energy, but her work her work ethic is Capricorn. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't be... So, she's an Aries. Mm. Okay. Okay. First sign of the Zodiac. That's interesting. Very interesting. It's always nice to be on a Zoom with a fellow Capricorn, Daniel. Yeah. I feel it too. Don't you feel like a little bit we can just... Relax. Well, we relax. <laughs> we know it's going to be taken care of. Because I'm on with Casey, who's a Scorpio every week, and you're on with Jess. Jess I mean, listen. <laughs> listen. It's just a nice feeling. I feel. Oof. <laughs> wow. We both know. We both got the reins. <laughs> it's just nice. It's like something mm. inside me, like a muscle I didn't know was. Yeah. Oh, and traveling with a Capricorn is really nice. We know. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be on that flight. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, we're going to be early. I'm always just checking. Is Casey coming down the aisle? Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, and she's oh, always no. with like an iced coffee and a magazine when they're closing the fucking door. I know. Like, how could you? How how dare you stop for sundries? Like, how <laughs> dare you? It's so crazy. I mean, I've traveled internationally with her and her family. And Paul and I have been like, wow, they didn't make it. You know, they, there's no way they made it. And then at the last minute, she arrives off like a bus. I'm like, how did you? And it's so shocking. Mm-hmm. She also doesn't look like, had that been me, I would look so ravaged. Oh, I would have, I would have scabs on my knees. <laughs> Like it would, I people would, I would have had to get attacked by something to not have been there and it would look like it. But, and I'm like, I mean, I've really had to meditate about it because it's like, she's not worried. So I can't be worried. I can't, in your very important words said to us years ago, I cannot take that. I can't take that on. And for us Capricorns, Danielle, it's so important that we don't. Yeah, because I could, but I have learned to be like, she's going to make it. I know. It's going to be okay. Read my book. I you know. don't have to worry about her. She's got it. Yes. It's not going to be the way yes. you got it. But it- <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's just nice to be in communion right now with a fellow yes. Capricorn. It yeah. feels very, very nice. Now, let's get down to brass tacks because... Since you've been away, Scandaball has broken. And, you know, I was on your Instagram live when you and Casey. Yes, I remember. We were so excited. Came on. I, I wasn't there for the whole thing, but like I, it's, it's so important for me to be in the chat and it's so important for me to, you know, not show my face. And if we could get you on, but we. But I don't think there's a way to get three people on. I think it's Instagram. I was a two person thing. Like, but it's crazy to me that we can get people in space, but we can't get three people on Instagram. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Crazy. But I, and it's so funny how I touched down with Vanderpump. Now I have to tell you, Danielle, like I didn't watch 
last season at all. I didn't really either. I didn't really either because I was, you know, no offense to the Vanderpump kids, but they are no longer kids. And that's, I need my people where they are. Like I need the housewives older. I need the Vanderpump younger. And when they started to kind of like become older, I just lost interest. But now I'm in again. (laughs) I'm in again because they're all back in those horrible apartments. It's like they all went back. Um, And it's so wild to see. I mean, I am truly like so many of you, and I know this is weeks later, but I am truly speechless at what's happened here. Yeah. I am truly speechless. And I watched yesterday all of season 10. So you I'm up to date. <laughs> you are up I'm to up to date. Yesterday date. is I feel crazy. And this is how I've always done it. Cause if I've gone on Watch What Happens Live, you know, I was on with Sheena. Yes. I was on with Sheena Shea at one point. That's right. So I've been in these positions where I have to cram Vanderpump. Mm-hmm. So the way I'm consuming it is so not natural. It's like I'm getting shot up with it. You don't want to be. It's unhealthy. It's really unhealthy. So I have to apologize to your listeners because I'm I'm not well right now. You know, (laughs) as you shouldn't be. It's like you just ate an entire bag of Doritos. That's how it feels. I feel gross. And you also are seeing like the Easter eggs of the relationship laid bare. Like when Tom in this last week's episode was just going Raquel, 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 Raquel. Like I was having like heart palpitations. It's very hard for me to believe that, um, especially after this episode. Mm. Okay, well, I guess this is my question about the timeline. And you would know more about Scandaval. But when, like where we are currently in the, there's so many, it it does feel like the fucking Matrix. So when, where we are currently in the timeline of the series that is airing, the last episode that just aired, were Sandoval and Raquel sleeping together at that point? I can answer this. Please, 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 please. This. Because I also <laughs> listened to Tom Sandoval on Howie Mandel's podcast yesterday. Okay, <laughs> no. okay, good. I've read the headlines, but I have it. I don't know. Thank you. Where somebody goes for their first post <laughs> <laughs> we haven't. Okay. So, uh, first of all, I didn't even know he had a podcast. Neither did I, but he does. And he does not know about Vanderpump Rules and does not watch it. So, for him to go there oh first feels God. like a win. <laughs> Why wouldn't he do like a one on one sit down with Andy Cohen? Well, I bet Andy, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I mean, for, they they did the reunion two weeks ago. I do know that they okay. shot the reunion yes. two weeks ago. So, that is in the can. And so, for to go the first place, it does feel right for a narcissist, though, to go to not to Andy Cohen because Andy Cohen is going to ask the tough questions. I hear what you're saying. And Howie Mandel is, you know what I'm saying? And Howie Mandel is just asking, like, <laughs> who are you? Is just asking, <laughs> what <laughs> Yes. Yes. And so, what channel is this on? Like, yes, we're spending like, most and, of that time <laughs> on like, the basics. Yeah. And and also he's if we also remember he's a man of a certain age. So this was oh appropriate. God, this is so really wild. Is he a Howie Mandel fan? <laughs> no, it's so wild. 
I think the connection is Howie Mandel's daughter is on the podcast and she knows. What a get. I mean, she, yes. that do- like that is a huge get. But I also think Howie's asking most of the questions though. So Howie's just like, I don't understand. He's like my father asking the questions. He's <laughs> just like, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. <laughs> oh my God. Now I did hear from one of the headlines I read actually okay. that Sandoval has said that he had to that Ariana begged him to stay or something. He said that on on Howie Mandel's podcast. Like he say this. Because I have to believe it every time. Like I'm just trying to believe it. It's really you're right. I accepted it way too easily. Like I was just like, oh yeah, he went on Howie Mandel's podcast. Like I didn't I just accepted it, like, and believed that reality. Okay. So wild. It, it really is very wild. Yes. Again, Howie Mandel's never seen a frame of the show. Didn't know who he was. Like, it would be more reasonable for Sandoval to actually start his own podcast. Yes, to talk about it. And this be the first episode. Yeah. Yes. But to go on this, in this place where I don't think that the listeners, again, I'm sure he has his own listeners, but it just felt like a, a strange... <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> but in a way, brilliant because I'm sure he's gotten so many new listeners. You know, yeah, I, but I don't know if they're going to turn you back. Think they're going to stay? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you think there's going to be a big drop off? I, there may be. Just a yeah. different audience. Just Got it. I, <laughs> but anyway, again, God bless. We all have our podcasts. Like, we all God have our podcasts. You've got to have your podcasts. You've got to have your podcasts. <laughs> you got to have your podcasts. <laughs> but he said on that that he had been like, telling her in therapy, we need to break up, we need to break up. And she supposedly said that um, if you break off with me, if you break up with me, I'm going to quit the show. I'm going to quit our brand. I'm going to quit everything. Do they have a brand? Well, he says they do. I think they have, they actually have a cocktail book that Danny Pellegrino wrote for them. Okay. So I thought their that was cocktail, Okay. Okay. Their cocktail book. But, and he, he was like, basically, it's for the show, we needed to show up. I don't know that I believe, I think that's also mm. his selfishness. Because it's like, then, okay, then you you do what you got to do and mm. I'll deal with it on the show. Like, mm. I don't know why that was a threat to their brand. Listen, personally. did he say anything? Is, and I'm sorry if you and Casey have covered this at length. But did mm. he say anything and address the rumors of like, the fact what has been said about him sleeping with Raquel in the same, in the same? He house. did not address that. That question was not asked by <laughs> Howie. <laughs> <laughs> but suppose, but as far as timeline, which is the original question, at this point, according to Tom, they had already kissed that night. Wait, that wait, wait. They just went sorry, to- take me back. Which Tom? According <laughs> to okay. So the timeline to, is to Tom Sandoval. Such. By the time that Sheena of Sheena and Brock's wedding in Mexico, I want to talk about the wedding because I did cry. Yes, I did. I, she looked so happy, and I'm. So, I mean, we've been with her through her last wedding, and I, let's let's punt that for a second, Danielle. I really want to talk yeah. about the wedding. It was be. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was beautiful, and I have to say, I walked away from it seeing summer come out, and. I I just, I did start crying because I was like, you know what? This is actually, you shouldn't have a wedding until you've been married with a kid. Yeah, right? Because you've been through some shit. You've been through some shit. Lose a parent. Have, you know, lose custody of other kids. Like all the shit that they've (laughs) gone through. Like they, a global pandemic. 
Yeah, we should all come together and travel to a destination now to celebrate you. I actually, it made me really rethink how weddings are done. It felt like a joining. Well, I even saw that. I thought that, you know, I know you haven't seen this yet, but run, don't walk to watch Pretty Baby, um, Brooke Shields, because she talks about her first wedding to Andre Agassi, which... Forgot about that. Yeah, we all did. We all did. But then you see her marry Chris... Uh, her second husband, and you're like, oh, she has Mm -hmm. been through, I mean, she had already been through shit, but like she was older. She was, and you just see the gravitas in the wedding of like, oh, this is my person. And we're not young. We're not stupid. Like they had both been through life a little bit and then they're really choosing their partner. It's not, it felt, and I felt the same way because I, yeah, watching Sheena's now that you say it now, I felt so happy for her. And her daughter, their daughter, I was so proud of her. Their daughter, I was very proud of her. And I think she's a great mom. And I think Brock's a great dad. And I felt like, oh, you all have your heads on straight. And it is something to be incredibly proud of to raise a child together. We all know how brutal it is to, uh, potentially it can be to have a child and what that can do to a relationship and a pandemic and all of this stuff. I'm like, oh, this is something to be celebrated. And I, I never, and I believe he loves her. And I do believe when he said, I want to be a standard, um, for my child. And during that conversation with Lala, like I, I really believed it. And I was like, the way he's taking care of Lala's daughter, I just, I'm very happy for her. Me too. And I, you know, even the fact that she didn't wear, you know, basically a crop top to her wedding. I felt yeah. like that was growth. That, I did too. That, that was the growth. And in a weird way, like the dress was, the dress was nice. I thought it was a little ill-fitting on top, but like I also could tell she looked beautiful to me because she was so happy. Yeah. Yes. You could tell. And she felt relaxed, like, because she was marrying the it right was, person. Yes. They had been through some stuff. Like it yes. wasn't... It just felt like it wasn't like, I got to get married to be a person, which I feel like sometimes, not everybody, but some people do when they're younger because it's like, I got to be an adult. I got to be a person. I have to marry this person, even if they're not the right person. It proves I'm alive because this person sees me or something. And I felt you could feel that with her, with her ex-husband. And we have been, you and I have been to a few weddings where brides have already had, or couples have already had kids and they're part of the wedding. And to me, it's just, it, it, it is... So special to be a part of that because it's like yeah. oh, it's a different way to come together. And I am more interested in celebrating longevity and celebrating, you know, when a couple has overcome to that degree. It's just very beautiful to me. Anyway, put that over there for a second. Let's go back to the timeline. So by the time of the wedding, Sandoval and Raquel have kissed. So According to, according to Sandoval and on Howie Mandel's podcast, yes, okay. podcast. <laughs> that night that they all went out, remember when everyone was in Lake um, Havasu, Havasu <laughs> where Vicky wants to die one day. <laughs> yes. And Lake Havasu is the meth capital of the world. I mean, I've been to Lake Havasu. I've spent some time in Lake Havasu. We'll talk about Lake Havasu later. Okay. <laughs> it's literally where I told Paul. Paul was there for months and I went to go visit him because he's working on a movie that. there. That movie. That yeah. uh, Piranha 3 double D. <laughs> um, and we went out to a restaurant 
for mm-hmm. dinner and he ordered like a blue lagoon or something. Like he ordered a blue drink. And I remember saying to him, like, you hanging out with trash? You turning into <laughs> trash? Because <laughs> uh, he really was. He was becoming like yeah. Havasu. Like Havasu has a way of of putting you on that lake, putting you in a floaty and... You know, I felt that with Lala. Like the way she described, just like, like basically hosing the room down with her vaginal juices was wild. <laughs> I just, I just, Lala. God, everybody's so troubled on this show. I just, well, just the hypocrisy. I mean, there's so much to talk about. But the hypocrisy of like. Who's a mistress, quote unquote? Who's not? What makes you a mistress? The Randall of it all. I like- know. And, you know, it's glossed over. I think Glawless says it maybe once about like Randall not taking any heat. But it's really a very disturbing narrative of yeah. the women. And, you know, we'll talk about Raquel in this episode. But like the women taking the heat for, you know, breaking these relationships up or, or, or doing these things, it's, it is really unacceptable. Yeah. You know, they bear really the full responsibility. Yes. Yes. I mean, I do think Sandoval is getting it as he should. And so he had kissed the night when they were all at Lake Havasu and that night that they all went to the hotel um, where, you know, Raquel came back with Charlie and they met up for boys' night at, like, of course. the Sunset Marquee or wherever they were, Sunset sky Tower. Bar. That is the night, yeah, the Sky Bar. That is the night that they kissed. What? Yes, that's the first night they kissed. They watched the sun come up and they kissed. Can I ask you, and I don't mean to be, what do men find so appealing about Raquel? I think there is, and again, I don't know of her personality. I don't think she knows of her personality quite yet, you know? <laughs> it is It is like, to me, it's like she is the female equivalent of, you know, Mike Gunvalson. It's like there's nothing going on. Well, I think a narcissist like Tom Sandoval sees himself reflected back. Okay. And so, and so he doesn't see okay. that with Ariana. She is kind of over his bullshit. Like, she was the one when he said... Um, oh, I mean, she calls him out. She doesn't think he's magic. And he's not. And, and maybe not. they shouldn't have been together. I think that their relationship probably wasn't very sexual or not even sex, but love. I don't think there was, mm. I think there was not a lot of love or respect there mm. between the two. And that's on them. And they, it doesn't seem like a full working relationship. But um, I think he saw his, his former self, you know, he he even said, I just hit 40. I didn't feel great. I wasn't doing what I necessarily wanted to be doing. And that's why he's doing this like weird cover band <laughs> where he hires like a full horn section. That's the saddest thing I ever did say. Oh <laughs> and it's so interesting because there's a lot of the, Vanderpump rules to me is it is all of these children kind of playing house at being adults, yeah. right? And it's like, it's extendable kind of playing house at being a rock star and, you know, mm-hmm. Sheena, like doing what I find to be the most kind of stomach turning thing that women can do, which is like saying to their guy friends, like, I'm gonna, 
I'm one of the guys and I'm going to help mm. you and I'm going to tell you yeah. what furniture to buy and I'm like she's weirdly playing house over there. It's it's very strange. Well, it's same with Schwartz and Katie. Let's get into the Schwartz and Katie of it too now. I can't watch this relationship anymore, Danielle. <laughs> it tough, is. It's a <laughs> It is so upsetting to me. It's got to end. It's got to end. Yeah, it's got to end. I, I would love them to just be like, we're never speaking to each other. Like when I saw that text of like, I'm never talking to you again, I was like, great. Uh, what, what, won't your lives be better for it? Yes, please. The way he made the reservations under Bubba. Disgusting. That was not a disgusting. And disgusting. when he called her Senora Bubba, I was like, this disgusting. Is, this, this is not okay. This is, and the way, like, and I get it. They're in the friend group. I do think, I'm not a big Katie fan, okay? Never, never have, have been, been. Never will never be. Never will be. No. But I do think he is gaslighting her. And they did make a promise to each other to not hook up within the Danielle, group. Danielle, I'm going to push back here. Sorry. Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She <laughs> is one of the saddest characters I've ever seen on TV to go to this wedding and to sit in her hotel room and see the goings on and to watch it from the balcony and then get upset when something is happening that she doesn't want to happen. Bitch, why are you there? Why are you? You're there because you are such a victim and you wanted this all to happen and you wanted to be upset about it and you Katie Maloney cannot let go of this because it's the only storyline you got you're right you're right you're right right. it's like I had no sympathy for her finding out about this and being hurt by it because I'm like why would you ever put yourself in a position in that hotel in that tower at Dreams Cancun by the way, I've been to Dreams Cabo. Um, why? It I've been to beautiful. Dreams Cabo. It's really fun. Um, why would you ever do that? And then be so angry. It's like, it. you did this. You're sitting outside her rehearsal dinner, peering that in was, like a fucking creeper. That was to be having dinner right next to her rehearsal dinner. Bizarre. And then Bizarre to be watching behavior. robes from the balcony. Eating like Doritos, like it was so grim to me. Now, I don't know what's going on with this new guy we got teased with. Oh, he, <laughs> that was a shock to see. <laughs> unexpected, unexpected. He looks, this, he looks like, first of all, he, God bless him, but he looked like Kenny G. And I was like <laughs> a young, like a, like a 22, and like a child, also a child. A child. It was old. I thought child. for sure this is like this is cousin, you know, Barry from <laughs> like I, I, I was so shocked. I have no sympathy for this woman. Ugh, I, sh- they the two of them turn my stomach together. Well, he's my least favorite type of man. And that is a man that needs to be taken care of all the time. I have no patience. I have no patience for a 40-year-old man that needs a mom. Sorry. And that's what he's looking for. And I I have nothing for that. I understand. Nothing. I understand. Now, I do find him attractive. Really? I, I, he's, I would, I'd put him on Peter level for me. And Peter, you know, the, <laughs> the far back. <laughs> Whoa. Danielle. Yeah. Whoa. Not in actual looks, but I have such... 
Like, it truly makes my stomach turn when I find a grown man that needs to be mothered. I totally understand that. Um, He does still need to come of age. You know, he needs to be, like, deflowered. He needs to—he, to me, has, like, big virginity energy of, like, he needs a grown woman to— like just whip him into shape. This Bubba stuff. This is cut it out. Cut it out. Well, I thank God for the women that came before me with my husband. I, I'm I always totally very grateful that. for the women that came before me because I do feel I yes. got a, a better yes. version of my husband because yes. of them. You know what I mean? Like whatever they went through, good or bad, I do feel like my husband learned. And so when I got him. He was in a place that he could, was more, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have to, I mean, not that we aren't growing up together. We, I mean, we've been together forever, but I do, and I don't think that Schwartz has grown from Katie. He's regressed. He's absolutely regressed. And even his behavior with Raquel. Well, here's my question for you. So do you think that Schwartz really just found out about Scandaval? When the rest of us did? Oh, he's known. He's known, hasn't he? No. Did he know at? Sheena's wedding? I'm hearing he didn't, but I don't believe that's true. I believe they were fucking before that wedding. I believe that I believe that this is storyline shit. And they, they were trying to make something happen. Schwartz is not into Raquel because Raquel is not a mothering. That's the also, I think he's the next woman he's gonna choose is also gonna take care of him. And I think Raquel has young energy too and is not gonna take care of him. So I don't think he is attracted to Raquel because he is attracted to mothers. You know what I'm saying? Like mothering. See, it's so funny because I wouldn't why. even put Katie at like a mother energy. I'd put her at like a grandmother energy. Well, yeah, but he wants someone who's going to tell him what to do, tell him how he's wrong, tell him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why he's attracted to Lisa Vanderpump. Exactly. I honestly wish like Lisa Vanderpump would like fuck him, you know. And that would be great. That Like something needs to happen to this guy. Yeah. Like he needs something. something. So, something needs to like slap the shit out of him. Yes. You know what I mean? Like wake up. Wake the fuck up. <laughs> yes. Okay, but but wait, so you think, okay, so you think Schwartz knew. That's interesting. Yeah. So, but according to their timeline, mm-hmm. the one that I've heard about on the Howie Mandel <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, that, that, that. I never, Tom, you could, honestly, things have happened is like, you, this has all been so shocking, but it is honestly just as shocking to know that. A source of information right now is the Howie Mandel podcast. Who's never seen a frame <laughs> of Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> so he kept saying, like, I just don't understand, like, why you're being penalized. Like, what you did is wrong. Yes, you cheated on your girlfriend. But, like, why is this such a big deal? Like, he does not understand nor care. <laughs> I love oh, it wow. so much. Okay, so the, he said on the show what exactly? That he and Ariana have... For all intents and purposes, had are broken, broken up. Okay. Had been broken up, and she hadn't like taken that news. And then, like, even the day that she found out, she was like, "So, when are we going to fertilize my eggs?" And he was like, "What is she talking about? Like, I we're broken up. I don't think she knew they were broken up. I think they had probably a. I think, and in fact, they had been in therapy, and she, it seems like she was starting to like basically show signs of love for him again, like oh. like try again, like that." He does. I don't think he's noticing that. I think he's just being like, and now she's all into me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Right. 
But I think it was a very unhealthy relationship. So, you know, they might have talked about it in therapy, but she did not know they were broken up, especially if she's like, we are, I'm asking about my eggs and you getting your sperm checked so we can fertilize them. Like, what? (sighs) So he did not handle it well. And neither, uh, you know, like obviously the relationship was not going well, but still that was, he cheated with Raquel for months now. Months. Months. And also, he I've heard through the grapevine that he's also took her home in December. Raquel? Yes. Before they before he and Ariane had broken up. To his firefighter mom? Yeah. <laughs> Who he borrowed like 200. I'm th- very worried about that money. I'm very worried about the money. I'm very worried about it. And also, he asked his parents to invest in Schwartz and Sandys. To, when you have asked your parents to put $200,000 into something and they are not like you know, shitting money. You have a $3 million house, which he said today on the How I Met Out podcast. And you've asked her, and then to go out and start a cover band where you're hiring a horn section? Like, I am not okay. I know, I know. I mean, it is so wild. Well, first of all, what is happening with Schwartz and Sand? Is it open? It's open, but according to Sandoval today, he's like, I haven't been by there because I don't want to like taint the place. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm bad for business. So, but it's like, you were just opening up a bar. You've, you've invested your family's money. You better be there every single day working. Yes. I want you dumping out cigarette trays. I want you bringing ice up. I want you barbacking. Barbacking. Absolutely. Cleaning, you know, the caps off the floor behind the bar. Like, I, I, that's what he really needs to be doing right now. That's what he needs to be doing. Like you have this business, you say Absolutely. this is your dream. You've invested your your family's money. You get in that bar, you do the work. That's how Absolutely. you how you prove yourself to be a real person. Like make good on this business. I know it's so hard too because I, I'm watching Katie and Ariana like their storyline develop for their sandwich sandwich shop for their sandwich shop women's. Women's sandwich shop, you know. <laughs> yeah. That space does not have enough women in it. <laughs> someone, I, I made fun of it the other day and someone got mad at me. They were like, there aren't enough women's sandwich shops. I was like, okay, okay, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I just didn't know it was a space where we oh hadn't, like, cracked the glass hoagie or whatever. <laughs> I didn't know. You're right. I definitely was like, huh, I didn't know that representation mattered in sandwiches but I just you know but I hear it and I'm curious you know what the difference could be it does does it feel like a little (laughs) bit of a marketing ploy yeah it does but sure okay um women can make sandwiches too and Danielle you've always said you wanted a business to succeed I do want a business to succeed I've made that quite clear and I want a business to succeed too and I have like I've been thinking about that scene with that business consultant and you know, the two of them getting the phone call about the space. And I am excited for them. And I do believe in them way mm-hmm. more than I believe in Tom and Tom. And they're... Oh, for sure. You know? Um, and yet I just wish it wasn't a sandwich shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a space I know. I'm like, covered. why can't you guys just make a bar? Like, it could be so cool. I do believe Ariana's drinks are amazing. She just looks yeah. like she can make a great cocktail. Well, she's off now doing a Lifetime movie. I hear she's going to be Is on Dancing really? with the Stars. Not, 
Okay, fantastic. Okay, fantastic. She's she's booked and blessed. So it seems like sandwiches are going to have to wait for a bit. Okay, got it. Perhaps. Got it. Like, and what about James and his new girlfriend? Now, let's not forget James. I hate James. Me too. I found myself attracted to him once in a blue moon. Of course, me too. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) I've never been attracted to Sandoval, though. And I wear that as a point of pride. I know you have. I have never. You know, I enjoy a pretty boy sometimes. (sighs) He's too manicured. Yeah, I just, um, it's not for me. But I mean, you've also been attracted to Jax. Like, what can we say? I was very attracted (laughs) to Jax. Thank you for reminding me. Still, still slightly attracted to Jax. Something about his, like, roided-up anger. (laughs) So gross. So gross. You know, that's the Florida in me. The person that's attracted to Jax is Florida. I know it is. Tom Sandoval is my, like, New York East Village side of me. But see, I feel that he is, like, when they cut back to him and Ariana meeting and he was wearing those terrible thick glasses, you know, That to me, like Sandoval, and I, not to be quite honest, I feel this way about Lala. It's all so performed. I don't believe any of it. I don't believe that he's reaching for those clothes and putting them on with any sense of like artistic, you know, instinct. And in the same way where like Lala is like badass, like I'm just like, I, all rings so false to me. Even her sexuality, I'm like, I want to believe it, but I just don't. And it feels performative. Everything. It feels performative. Yeah. Even just the way she talks about the sex she has. And you know what I mean? Like it feels, it rings untrue. It just doesn't, um, I'm like, I just am not buying any of it. And I'm certain I'm not buying Tom Sandoval. But I will say that that is why I was so struck by Allie, James's new girlfriend. She seems genuine. I was sort of shocked to see her and just experience like a texture of a normal, seemingly pretty bright, kind of with it person on the show. Who's, you know, she was just... She struck me as quite normal. Yeah. Which will be her downfall. Of course, she won't be on for long. But <laughs> yeah. But in a way, yes, but in a way I'm like I'm curious to see what happens with James and if she is indeed under his spell because she seems like a nice normal person. Yeah. Where Raquel, I was like, "Oh, I can tell that with James, you are a shell because you're just a shell of a person and your pageantry and you don't, you know, and it's very sad. It's like some of these women, you know, I don't even really blame Raquel for being as vacant as she is. It's like she is, yeah. she's a pageant child. They're what, what do we expect when we ask these girls to prance around and mm-hmm. put on these dresses and do their walks and... Like when we lift up their vacancy and make them little dolls and then we're so fucking angry that they behave like little dolls. Exactly. And I think Lala, again, she has her, you know, uh, Raquel has her faults and and (laughs) is uh, to blame. She slept with, Ariane has only been lovely to her and she slept with her 
partner. That is wrong and disgusting. And she is to blame for that because she could have said, you know, Tom is to blame, but she also is to blame because she had invested interest in Ariane. Yeah, they share blame. But I, I, Raquel's anger towards her is so unwarranted. I mean, I mean, Lala's anger towards, anger towards her feels very unwarranted and very gaslighting in the sense we're like, we're not making fun of you. It's like, yeah, you were. And she hurted you. And Lala, you, you slept with her boyfriend. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it, it's like, it it's, is so, wild that we are blowing over that. It's wild. So that feels crazy to me. And I'm going to say something that I'm not proud of, but I see myself in Raquel. Danielle. I re- I, okay, just hear me out. I'm listening. I'm a, I'm a very different person. But when I was in my early 20s, and I didn't mm. know who I and, and high school and also hi, I'll say I see high school Danielle there, which is trying to fit in, trying mm. to be attractive, trying to be liked by boys for something other mm. than I was. You know what I mean? Like putting on a personality so mm. the cute guys would like me. Um, when she was like flirting with Schwartz, I saw my high school self in that. Where I was like, I felt bad because I know what it's like to kind of like be laughing. And again, maybe that is who she is. But I remember putting on that. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, but she's also in her mid-20s. And I would hope that she had grown a little bit more. I think in my mid-20s, I was a different person. But in my high school days, I remember being that vapid because who I was, the weirdness and the who I really was, wasn't attractive to boys of that age. I, I hear you. And I do think that Raquel is such a cautionary tale. Yeah. You know, she is why we should not put our girls into pageants. She just is. It's like that put, make a PSA out of this. Someone Bravo, cut it together and, and and play that commercial, you know, while the Miss America pageant is happening because it is such a cautionary tale. There is no there there. And there's just no there there. And it's really devastating to watch because I'm like, I do think, and even the lights in the room, there's something so childlike about her. And there's something, and maybe that is ultimately, and and Sometimes I, I've said this before, but the less I know about men, the better. But maybe that's what they're all so fucking horned up for. I, I think it is. I think she projects what they want to see. Is themselves as men. And that's so she can behave as like a little girl. And yeah, it's really fucked up. It's gross. It is. It's it gross. Is. And again, Tan Sandoval is 40. He's 40. <laughs> He's a 40-year-old man. He's 40. He's a 40-year-old man. And I'm not saying that you and Ariana should still be in a bad relationship, but get out of it in a real way. Yeah. And 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 move on to a person. But you're a narcissist. You know, it's like, I'm not going to help him. I do, before we leave Vanderpump, I want to talk about a connection we have to Vanderpump. Okay. Or your connection. <laughs> and that's okay. Tom Schwartz being a pickleball player. Danielle, I didn't, again, I watched all of it yesterday. So I had no idea. And I assumed you in case you had discussed this, but I guess you haven't. Like, I didn't know that pickleball was such a big storyline this season. (laughs) Huge. (laughs) Almost as big as Sandoval. (laughs) Yes. Because Randall, I think, has a pickleball court in his backyard. Is that what it was? 
That's what it was. And so Schwartz was going over there to play pickleball. And so one part of the reason why Schwartz, honestly, it's kind of like connected to all of this, but like part of the reason why Schwartz and Lala fell out there for a beat was because Schwartz wanted to play pickleball. And I understood that. (laughs) I understood that. You do. I understood that because when you, when you start playing pickleball, there are several stages of like obsession and ultimately you're frantically looking around. And, and, and by the way, when Sheena, Sheena had that whiteboard out for Schwartz, the words pickleball were on it. Oh, you saw, you caught him right away. (laughs) You caught him right away. Your eyes went right to him. I saw it. Before brushing your teeth, which was also on the board. Part of his like, it's a part of his like goals for himself. And I understood Mm -hmm. that because it's like, his connection to Randall was really like, oh, you're another person who wants to play. And sometimes we forge these deeper relationships and maybe we don't even want to, but we must because these are the people who are willing to play at the level and frequency that we need to. I hear that. So and w- <laughs> I, I understood it. No, you got it. You finally got it. <laughs> I did. And I was like, Lala's confusing his loyalty to her and over like she thinks he's being loyal to Randall like he's being loyal to Pickleball wow I didn't even think of it that way and it came up again when I think it was at I I don't know if it was at the rehearsal dinner or the, there were so many different events like then there was the welcome there was, party that was, a lo- that was too many was different like, events oh my god sorry that was a lot so of many events. different events I did understand where Lala was coming from I'm like there's a lot there are a lot of events. She didn't seem to go to any of them, though. She did not. The she actual didn't even wedding. go to the the, the rehearsal um, party. You know, party like that's tough. And she didn't go to the um, like the Japanese restaurant where they took in front of you. I know. And- it was pretty shocking. But at the one of those mini events, that someone was playing ping pong. I think Sandoval was playing ping pong when when Schwartz was sitting sitting down on a lawn chair next to Raquel. And Schwartz was also going over the rules of ping pong and, you know, what happens when you hit it and hits the net and is that a let and what what have you. And I was like, oh, Schwartz has got pickleball on the brain. Like he's watching <laughs> ping pong and wishing it was pickleball, as I am too. Well, I wonder if that's what he wants to be doing. Like that's where he should put his energy right now. It It would... Honestly, I I believe he needs to lose his virginity for the first time. And for the real first time. <laughs> for the real first time. And I'm also like, I think he needs to play more pickleball to become a man. Do you think we should invite him? Do we think you can we invite him? Can we get to him? Can we get to so, him? So, bitch sesh listeners, if you don't know, there is an event coming. And it is called I'd Hit That. And I also now I'm like really loving that there's some sexual undertones to it all. But um, on May 13th, we are coming together to play pickleball and and do a number of other things. Like this is we entertain. Yeah, it's a a lot of different experiences in one. You know, and and I've always said it's a day. It's like about pickleball, and it's not about pickleball, and it's also very much so about pickleball, but. It is like part tournament, part show, part dance party. Um, so it's May 13th. 
And if if you all, I just want you to know, Danielle, I've created a special code just for listeners. This code is not going out on social, okay? Ooh, okay. For tickets. This okay. is not, this is like a special, you've got to listen right now to this podcast to get it. But if you okay. head to janeclub.com slash pickleball and, and go to purchase a ticket and type in the code bitch sesh, all caps, you can get 15% off all of your, our ticket sales. Ooh, just for our listeners, Just guys. for listeners. That's very exciting. This is not going wide on social. Danielle, is there any way I can reach out to Schwartz to ask him to play pickleball at this event? I mean... Do I, do I slide into his DMs? I feel like you slide into his DMs. And now look, you know, Casey and I don't like to fly too close to the sun. I but know, I that's what I'm worried about. Pickleball. Well, no, but here, but with pickleball, we don't, this is just us playing pickleball. I feel like pickleball is pickleball. Pickleball is pickleball is pickleball. And it evens the playing field. I say reach out. Okay, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> just so you know, Danielle, I'm also going to let him know we have some other major celebrities playing. Tignataro is playing with her wife, Stephanie. We've got Max Greenfield from New Girl. We've Paul Shear will obviously be there DJing. Ana Ortiz is our fashion judge. I mean, we have some heavy hitters. Yes. And Ana will, she wants everyone to come right with their fashions. Like she will, she needs you guys to like dress to the nines because she is such, I mean, this girl dresses. So she's going to want you guys to come correct for sure. Okay. I'm writing Tom. Okay. <laughs> we know that you have a passion for pickleball. <laughs> okay. We are big fans. We have a celebrity tournament. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yes. He's never going to come. I mean, at this stage with I this disagree. scandal, I but dis- it is pickleball. It's pickleball. He's not going to have to speak, but he can still kind of like appear and play pickleball. That's right. I feel like this is the right venue for him because he made such a mess of himself on Watch What Happens Live. He, he really did. He was stuttering. He was terrible. This is a nice, yeah, it's like, it's like Sandoval goes on the, you know. Um, <laughs> and like we get Schwartz at our event. To play pickleball. Yeah. And we just, you know, we'll, we are going to, of course, probably ask him a question or two, but, you know. We can't not, but oh uh, let's God. show it in the pickleball. Let's all, I mean, this is. Uh, it's, it's sent. Ah! <laughs> okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> guys, we'll know more. Oh my God. Okay. I didn't know this was going to happen today. Either did I, guys. Anything can happen. Anything can we, happen. Anything. So let's take a break. I mean, guys, show up. <laughs> you might be there. We'll find out. We'll keep you posted. Um, we'll take a break and come back with Jersey. And then, Jude, I'll let you go. I know I've kept you forever. What's it? See you guys in a minute. And we're back with Jersey, June, Diane, Raphael. We've just had a huge thing, which is we have asked Tom Schwartz to come play pickleball at our Bitch Sesh Deep Dive Pickleball Tournament. We really have. And I'm, I feel scared. He hasn't written back yet. Now, if I'm him and I have a million followers, are you, are you, how, how often do you think he's checking his DMs? I think he, this is all he has to do right now. This is what's happening right now. Thrilled. All right. I know. This wow. is a this is a thrill. This is this is like the time we talked to Vicky Gumperson <laughs> and she tried to sell us insurance. This is, <laughs> um, this is a great, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll, I'm definitely gonna let you know. Yes, please let us know. Let our listeners know. We're all waiting with bated breath. This is exciting. Any thoughts on New Jersey? Now <sighs> it feels uh, where are you? You know, as someone with 
Well, first of all, someone with a lot of Irish heritage, I am excited by the um, addition of Paul. Me too. I really like Paul. I really like Paul. Yeah, I'm really excited about him and Dolores. I'm just excited. He deserves love. Oh, me too. I'm just, I feel great about it. I feel, you know, the fact that she's not just found someone to love, but it really feels like she's in love. Like she's mm. just over the moon. And I, I, interestingly, I know we talked about it on Vanderpump, but the narrative around the men in, in Jersey is also interesting because there is a level of like grandmothering and caretaking that they all feel they need to do for Dolores's ex. What's his name? I'm blanking on it right now. Oh, um, God. yes. Uh, uh, why am I? Frank. Frank Catania Sr. <laughs> By his Frank Christian name. <laughs> sure, Frank Catania Sr. Esquire. Formerly Esquire. <laughs> um, I, there's a level of caretaking around him and that that's like really like turns my stomach. And the same with, and the same with Bill. Although I, I, I mean, I will not be surprised. And I said it here first when a couple months from now we learn exactly what Bill has been doing in the pool house. Oh, that's a toughie. What has he been doing in the pool house, Danielle? I don't know, June. It's not good. It's not good. Even if it's just avoiding his entire family. That's the best it could be. What you should know about their property. I'd like to talk to you about the property. Please. (laughs) Overlooking Patterson. Just for context. Yeah. What Andy, Andy, Andrew Cohen Sr. (laughs) 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 pointed out to us one time when he was on the podcast, and I have now since been obsessed for it, is as big as the Aiden's house is, they're, the lot size is very small. Oh, interesting. I would just remember when we first got there, someone said it was overlooking like Paramus. Yeah, like, and it's the lot size. So like when they're not showing us a lot of the time, but like it's smack dab next to two other houses. So that's okay. a small lot. So the pool house is not that far, far away. And so he's going to have to like drive close to the family and be near the family to get to the pool house. And I just want everyone to be, because I can't stop thinking about that. It's not like they're on some huge property where, like, the pool house is super far from, you know what I mean? Like, Right. I guess what I'm just like, I don't feel like he's a gamer. You know, I don't feel like he's out there playing, like, Madden. I feel something very bad is going on there. I mean, does she go in and check afterward? Like, what? It doesn't seem like, it seems like once Bill closes the door to the pool house, like, that door does not open. Like, nobody knows what's going on in there. Wow. And I I will not be surprised when we find out. And it's very, very bad. I also say this because for Bill and Jennifer, to be honest, to get that drunk. I mean, Bill had, it, Bill is a surgeon. Yeah. <gasps> I'm just a little shocked that he has no sense of, like, I shouldn't be getting blasted on national TV. Well, it's tough to see your doctor that way. <laughs> the man who's Never. <laughs> to see my surgeon that no. way. I don't want to see my OBGYN no. that way. I don't want to see my dermatologist that way. The person who scrapes my moles. <laughs> like, I don't I want to see that. 
And like, I know it's not a formal like HIPAA violation or anything, but I'm just like, this is unsightly and unseemly. And it makes me question everything. I believe that that lot, as small as it is, whatever, is a house of cards and we are going to see it go down. That is my prediction. Wow. I mean, they're holding on so tight to... She is particularly, she is holding this relationship together with like sticks and twine and tape and staples and anything. <laughs> I know. Get hands on. And it is tough. Now, I, since it's been a little while and it feels like so much has changed and yet everything's the same. Yes, that's of- exactly, exactly right. Yes. <laughs> and Joe and Melissa. And I've had a turn. Okay. I've had a turn since we've last spoken on these subjects. What's up, Doc? <laughs> I am Team Teresa. And I feel as if Melissa... Look, Teresa is who she is. I'm not saying Teresa is anything but basically the animal that she is. Okay? Hear okay, me out. Okay, okay, <laughs> you, okay. You, okay. I see the distress <laughs> in your face right now. You do not feel safe anymore around me. I can tell. <laughs> I'm shaking the ground you stand on. Yeah, you have. But I have watched as those two, Joe and Melissa, have schemed and Mm. gotten their way on this show and made Teresa their storyline. They remember she tried. She tried to have a storyline a few years ago with like, I had a psychic that says I might have a sister out there, and it was like, what are we talking about? Like she tries other storylines. Yeah, they don't work. We don't care. We don't. Her only storyline is Teresa. So they keep that shit going. And I do feel like Teresa has tried this year. Teresa has made strides with Louis and his bullshit therapizing, whatever that shit is. As I'm thinking about it, Danielle, you are onto something. It's like, I feel like Melissa's storyline at one point was like her daughter's knee surgery and like leaving gymnastics. And I was like, oh, let's get back to Teresa, you know? So you're right. You're right. Listen. Here's a storyline, though, that I found very compelling and that mm-hmm. I had a lot of sympathy and I really felt, I felt for Melissa when when it was clear that Joe did not want Melissa to pursue any sort of career outside of her home. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. He has said to her, you are not the breadwinner. Yeah. I am the quote unquote man of the house like that. That's my least favorite other attitude. Those, that's the other side of the coin for me. Well, and I think we see it the most with Jersey, right? Because oh, yeah. we've got this like machismo stuff going on. And so the house husbands needed to create their own little sad brand because they couldn't sit, honestly, with their mm-hmm. wives being the main characters. And so they continually try to make themselves happen. And I... I just can't watch it anymore. I mean, I I know that like there is legitimately stuff going on with them. I'm just like, I don't put me at a dinner with them, mm-hmm. even at a high top. I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't need to see any more scenes with the husbands. I am not, in- I, I'm not interested, interested in the husbands. Even like I, I don't even want Joe's testimonials. Like it feels either. unseemly. It feels like beside the point. I know. And I'm like, don't, don't give this it. to them. No. Why are we featuring them? It's upsetting. No, I don't like it either. And I do think it's like you're, you're, you couldn't let your wife, and thank mm-hmm. you for saying it so beautifully and succinctly, you couldn't let your wife be the star of the relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that's exactly gross. right. I mean, I and I think there are a couple of husbands who who go to these little dinners and do their shots and stuff. Like, I do think Jackie's husband, Evan, is like, I guess I have to be here. And I think he yes. was quite fine being in the shadows, as is Dolores' husband. But then you have the Franks and the Joes and the Louis. The Louis. But again, is Louis good for Teresa? Fine. She's happy. I want her to be happy. I know that there is controversy of him in the past. I am choosing to I'm, what her family should do right now, honestly. Yes. Because I don't think he's any more dangerous than she is to him. That's true. Why would they ever? This is, you know what, as I'm sitting here and I know I, I made a face at you, but I'm <laughs> I'm hearing you because I was pretty surprised when they played the audio of Melissa Gorga's podcast and what she was saying about Teresa and Louis. Yeah. I was pretty surprised. I'm also, to be honest, quite stunned that any of them would get into business together. Why? I know. Why? It's so crazy. It's so crazy. It's like you've been to, Teresa, you've been to jail. And also, I don't know where any of their money comes from, and it gives me so much anxiety. And me too. Like, like I, th- that's, and they keep, Melissa and Joe have a shore house and a mansion. And I'm like, know. what is? <laughs> Endorsements? What? I don't know. <gasps> Endorsements. Endorsements. I don't know. Endorsements. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. It's I don't wild. Know. And doesn't Teresa have to pay back some of that other money? Like, I don't know. That's what I can't seem to. If I'm her lawyer, I remember when her lawyer was featured. Yes, her lawyer was featured heavily, heavily. Um, we haven't even talked about Tony Soprano's. <gasps> the Tony Soprano Jen Fessler. Okay, like. <laughs> and an SM. That's <laughs> not. A, first of all, I'm so attracted to Tony Soprano. Like, I was. Who isn't? Who oh my isn't? God. I know. But I was really stunned by that. And I was also a little bit appalled that she took that to national TV. Yeah. Let the dead rest. <laughs> you know, I just love him so much. And I'm yeah. just like, let the man rest in rest. peace. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, Fessler. R.I.P. We didn't need you fessing up to that. <laughs> yeah. And I like Fessler. I'm not a fan of Fessler. Tell me more. Say more. Not a Fessler fan. <laughs> She's giving an energy I don't love. She's giving like, ah, like, I don't know. I find her triggering for me. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't love her. I do love Danielle. I love Danielle too. I love Danielle. I love she, You know what I love Danielle. about New Jersey and Danielle and people are like, they give us the, the just the clothing that I want to be seeing. You know what I mean? Like they are giving us New Jersey with every outfit, every, <sighs> you know what I mean? And she's got a hair trigger and she's got a, it, honestly, like she's maybe, maybe to this day, one of the most like, aggressive energies I've seen from any of the housewives. More than Teresa. Wow. I think so. I think Teresa's got like a sweetness to her. I think Danielle at every moment of the day is ready to get into a fucking fist fight. I love her. And, and that's not just, it's not an energy you see every day. No. And she is, she's Staten Island, right? Yeah. She's also Staten to Island. Me, so that is different Staten Island. And put Staten Island in New Jersey. Yes. And this is what you got. And I, it's refreshing to me. You know, it's quite refreshing. And I, I I, am enjoying watching her. I also don't understand what happened with her brother, but I find it, like, insane that people seem to want to get to the bottom of it. But I, um, 
I just enjoy her. Enjoy the hell out of her. Me too. She's a nice addition. She is a, She's a very nice addition. Now, what about the other one who is um, Rachel Fuda? Rachel Fuda. With the nose. <laughs> With the nose. Oh, my With God. <laughs> I mean, when, when Jennifer Aiden said to her, I was just wondering how you felt about your screwed up nose because I have a screwed up nose. I mean, that is the darkest thing I've ever seen mentioned on these shows for like to come out to come right out and say oh my something god like that. I mean because you know there's the, believe me my family is full of nose jobs sure. and I have no judgment and you like, know I'm often accused of having a nose job are you well I mean it's just really one Instagram person who like a, someone in the comments who keeps on saying that I've had a nose job and I'm like I haven't and I but I'm I'm honored you think so because I don't think that highly of my own nose Unless you think I've got a jacked up nose job, but oh no, I I never heard that about you. Yeah. Well, I you know my family it was sort of a rite of passage, passage of course. You know. <laughs> and it was basically my grandmother's like dying wish that we all <laughs> have <laughs> nose jobs, and then she uh, passed before I could have one. Oh my <laughs> so it worked oh in my favor. My God. Um, so I didn't have one because I didn't particularly want one. I didn't yes. think either way about it. But, you know, when you're that young, you're like, okay, grandma wants me to have a nose. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not something I'm proud of. But I did not end up having one only because my grandma passed. And right. There was, right. And that was that. And that and was then, that. Yeah. <laughs> that, but I, but again, I feel the pain, you know, I understand the world. I, yes. Well. And I, I mean, I, I can't take my eyes off this nose. No, it's, it's Whoville. It's like it's, got a real, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. But it, you know what? I, I'm, I'm growing accustomed to her face. <laughs> I say. am growing. I find her to be quite beautiful and yes. I, I enjoy her. I do too. I like her with her children too. And her- <laughs> I think she's a great mom. Like I'm enjoying her yes. and I'm like, I hope this adoption works out. I found Me it too. to be quite stunning and beautiful that this man took custody of his kids. And she, you know, I, I and that's saying a lot because, you know, it's just a basic thing, of course, that he should do. But I was, yeah. I was really, I was taken by them and um, I'm rooting for her. Me too. I just liked her. You know, there's no more or less yeah, and that's to all say we, and that's that all I, we can do. I, I liked her. Um, and that's all we yeah. can do. That's all we can well, do. Well, Danielle, this has been really um, important. Yes. I'm so glad we finally got you back. And And you know what? I think I've been waiting for an invitation and I'm not going to any longer. Yeah. No, don't. Don't. Because I think we would invite you all the time. Yeah. Okay. When I feel the need to come on, I'm going to reach out. Please. And what I definitely want you on for is when we have Vicky back on Orange County, just to, to I'd love to touch down with you Wonderful. on just how her face has settled, like where we're at in that journey. <laughs> I know you've been on top of that. <laughs> you've been on top of that. Fantastic. And I also like, I I might want to come back when the re- Vanderpump reunion airs. Oh, we would love that. I mean, June, we would love just that. for one Will of the, of do course. us the honors. I would <gasps> love to. I would love to. And I, I, you know, and again, everyone, if you want to wa- listen to the Howie Mandel plug. <laughs> I mean, I thought we'd be cross-promoting like the deep dive. I didn't oh, yeah, know you were going to be promoting the Howie Mandel podcast. Look, guys, this is, she 
I didn't know that was going to be the give and take here. And I also want to tell everybody, I am watching Ultimate <laughs> Girls Trip. We've run out of time today, but I will talk deeply about it next week um, with our guest next week, who's also watching it. And we will get into it because I have many things to say, I promise. Um, but June Diane, let's promote, first of all, the deep dive, which is you and my other very close friend, Jessica St. Clair. It's such a great podcast. There is, I mean, if you, I can't imagine that if you're listening to this, you're not also listening to them. I would assume a we have a ton crossover. of crossover. But um, yes, come, we just finished our hundredth episode, and Holy it's shit. just so much fun. And also, um, yeah, if you are in LA, if you want to take a special trip for this ridiculous and fun event, please head to jingcub.com slash pickleball. And use code BITCHSESH for 15% off your tickets. And I and really hope we see a bunch of you there. And shorts, perhaps. <laughs> well, <laughs> you have to let us know what happens. I will. I will. I'll I'm follow so up. Um, thank you. Thank Kate, Amelia, Earwolf. Thank you all. Thank you, June. And Casey, we will see you soon. And again, Bitch Sesh listeners, if you use code BITCHSESH at checkout for tickets to I'd Hit That, you get 15% off all tickets. Head to janeclub.com slash pickleball and a special shout out and thanks to our incredible sponsors, the European Wax Center. Boy, they know how to take care of you. Salt, the menstrual cup of your dreams. And the Jane Club for putting together and making this unbelievable extravaganza happening. Again, I'd hit that as May 13th. And if you head to janeclub.com slash pickleball and use code BITCHSESH, that's a special code just for BITCHSESH listeners, you can get 15% off all of your tickets. See you there.